Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. I'm Tom Dunlap, your host with me. I have Terry Dorman from Litify. Last week, Terry talked about the challenges he faced, which are really involved scale and a challenge I face every day, which is getting lawyers to do new things and try new things and to spend money on new things. And those are all massive challenges, which Litify has seemed to overcome quite well. And in fact, grew so quickly that they had a scaling problem, which can be a good problem to have, but can also be a bad problem. This week, we're asking Terry three pieces of advice he has for tech entrepreneurs, lawyers, whoever it is, he's going to share with us his wisdom. And so I won't belabor this anymore. Terry, jump in. Tell us what wisdom you have for the listeners. Sure. Thanks, Tom. Um, wisdom, uh, you know, that's kind of a tough ask, but no, I, I'll definitely tell you what I've learned and I, I think it's wisdom. Um, but yeah, one, one thing that absolutely jumps to the front of my mind when I think past the past six years and sort of what we've done, and what we haven't done. And it was a challenge for me, admittedly, uh, it still is a challenge at times, but you really, really, really need to leave your ego at the door. And I know that it's such an easy sort of cliche thing to say. The, the senior leadership at Litify, I think, has done a really good job of, of being very mission oriented and, and leaving their sort of own personal, you know, egos at the door and, and, and saying, OK, you know, I have blind spots there. These are kind of what the, I think they are. I, these are what I think your blind spots are. Let's sort of, you know, you know, trade off each other and understand what we can do, and what we can accomplish and not be super sensitive around, you know, uh, I think I should be doing that versus you. And just getting caught in that sort of mess or that trap that we all kind of sometimes get stuck in where it's, you know, you feel that you could do a better job than somebody else at something. So you're going to kind of stick your nose in there. And particularly as a founder of the business where it's like, you have this sort of sense of, of um, protectiveness around everything that's going on. And you, you know, and you have to legitimately be able to kind of put that trust out on the edge and have folks do their job and, and not be a control freak and things like that. And it's, um, it's very difficult. And, and I think a lot of that really does come down to ego. And if you have that ability to sort of trust the folks you're with, be realistic about the progress. And thankfully for us, you know, we've had many trials and tribulations, but it's been pretty much up and to the right consistently. But yeah, the, the, the ego piece is, is something that, like I said, I still challenge, I still have a challenge with at times. But um, once we sort of really learned that as, as a leadership team, it helped us quite a bit. So that, that would be one for sure. Just experientially, we obviously have a bunch of lawyers trying to run a law firm. And uh, you probably see this every day. There are a few egos sometimes, maybe occasionally, maybe one or two lawyers on earth have an ego. We made the conscious decision here to have lawyers not run the law firm. And it's really hard for lawyers not to do that. But I think this kind of goes to what you did with Litify. Once you show them they can make more money, not trying to decide where desks go, right? For example, Mm -hmm. just connecting with you here on that, it was easier. So once you showed them the value and, and we, the other thing we did that was interesting, and I don't know if you guys did this, we did personality tests for the leadership team. Like who's, uh, you know, um, outgoing and who's reserved and who's 
more likely to, I don't forget what the, they had all these ABC. We, we got yeah. these personality test results back and we kind of collated them and everybody had a different personality. I imagine Terry, that you're not in charge of project management or micro micro details, right? I just imagine this. Based you're, on, you're spot on, Tom. You're spot on. Right. Yes. And yeah. so, I, can, I mean, I don't know that you need a test to do this. You can probably just do it talking to somebody. But I, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty, pretty salient point that you made, leaving your ego at the door and, and giving things out, out to other people. So, yeah. sorry, I just want to jump in. I thought that was really interesting because I like the way you put that, leave your ego at the yeah. door. And that's a challenging thing in every industry, every business, especially for founders. Like, this is mine. I did this. That Siggy's yeah. yogurt guy is now on his own commercials. And I'm like, it's pretty background, but now, you know, I don't know, kind of a weird yeah. choice. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> it's a little weird. And I'll, I'll riff off one thing you said there, which is, you know, like how, how do you actually kind of embrace the personalities of, of the different people in the business and kind of coming to terms with that is, is, can be tough. Um, and we, we had to do that and we really, it's great to see this by the way, in your industry where we're seeing more and more, more firms specifically that are hat, they have a formal CEO, CIO, COO. Uh, a business structure that's being put in place. That is like for us, when we, even six years ago, we only saw it kind of randomly. And now yeah. we're seeing more and more with the firms that we're dealing with. We love it. We absolutely love it because it's perfectly- Because oh, it makes sense. Our it makes sense. And for us, it's like, you know, from a traditional buying perspective, as much as I like to walk into a law firm and find someone whose name on a door, convince them over, you know, a great steak dinner and have them buy like my that. stuff. You do yeah, that. I mean, that's kind of cool once in a while, but, um, you know, no, the reality not. is, going back to what we were saying about adoption and change management, it's way better when you can get sort of buy-in through a formal business structure and how to yeah. deploy and all that stuff. Anyway, but yeah, no, I think we're both on the same page there. The second thing that I would bring up, and this is maybe a little more kind of severe, but it's 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 true. Um, you know, I had a, a boss told me years ago, you know, you you hire fast and you fire faster, and that sounds a little draconian, particularly in the day and age now when we're really trying to empower people and understand their differences and really be sympathetic about that. And we are, I think Litify does a fairly good job of that, but at the same time, like you could bring a duck to the top of the mountain you throw it off. It's still going to splat. It's a duck, right? It's you, right. you can't, sometimes you really, as much as you want to believe in someone's ability to do something and really kind of, you know, empower them and educate them and they just can't do it. You have to really, I think, be realistic with yourself and, and perhaps there, there's a better job for them at Litify. Or perhaps it's just you know the not r the right type of fit for them as a business, and I think recognizing that and being very very honest with ourselves, you know ourselves and ourselves as a group, is important. And you know again we all struggle with that because I think we want to inherently believe in somebody, we want to give people second and third chances, but for us being a kind of fast paced, fast growing technology firm with kind of yeah. a bunch of asses, you know, and like we hardworking, hard playing kind of people where it's like, you know, if you're not going to really fit that mold or you just kind of can't keep up, I think it's better to recognize that sooner than later. So that's um, kind of the Jack, a riff on Jack Welch's hire slow, fire fast or fire fast, hire slow. Like, I mean, this day and age in COVID, yeah, you've got to hire fast because people are taking the next job. It's insane. The labor market. I'm with you there. I kind of, so, so, so far I've got check your ego at the door and then throw the ducks off the mountain as fast as you can. Is that the end? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Right. Yeah, see if they can fly. See if they can fly. And if they cannot, then, you know, it's, it's probably yeah. time to move on. Or, or throw, know, throw, throw the bird off the mountain and see if it's a duck or a swallow or whatever. <laughs> see if it flies. Yeah. It's yeah. a good metaphor. The last piece I'll say, yeah. Tom, is, is really, and this, again, this is something that you can get, you can have difficulty with. And I know, I know it sounds like every, you know, article you read, but you have to really, really listen to your customers. And, and we, you know, oftentimes, 
we get a little bit not not sort of the um, ivory tower scenario where we're trying to make a decision from on high, but we kind of get a little bit insulated where we tr we think we sort of know our product and maybe the market a little better than we do, and we're not necessarily listening to our clients in terms of the direction that they want to bring us. Now, to be fair. fair, you can't listen to every client and every whim that they want to have. If that were the case, then Litify would never be, you know, we, we would make no progress because, you know, especially lawyers, as you kind of pointed out, they all have different opinions and different egos and such. So, you know, ah, the greatest idea ever is to do X. And it's like, dude, you're the only person that ever told me that in six years. So it's not the greatest idea ever. So like, you have to have that ability to kind of balance that. But for the most part, if you start really kind of picking up trends and understanding where the market is leading you, that is where you need to go. And, and it, you know, again, we still struggle with it at times, but we've, we've done a much better job of, of really understanding how our customers are using our product, how there's what they're adding on to the product, how they're starting to do their own development within the product things like that, um, and truly putting our ear to the ground on that, feeding that back through product marketing and, and our support systems and things like that, that has been, you know, crucial for us. Um, and I don't think it's not too novel, but, you know, it's one of those things I think you need to remind yourself that you need to do it consistently. Well, it's not something everybody says. So if to sum up kind of your, your three big pieces of wisdom, and they're all super valid, check your ego at the door when you start a company especially when you're getting in with lots of other egos and everybody's got to check their ego at the door. Your second piece of advice was hire fast, fire faster, or as we like to say, throw a duck off the mountain. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. Either or. Yeah. yeah. And then the third piece of advice is to don't live in an ivory tower, listen to your customer, or at least be aware, I guess, of what your customer's asking for. And I think that's something that every industry falls prey to. In some cases, professional services, doctors, lawyers, and accountants, Probably more so, right? A lot of times yeah. we get caught in this cycle of being pedantic about, well, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be because I have a professional degree, but you're not listening to what the customer's really looking for, which is sometimes holistic advice. Uh, so I totally get what you're saying. I love that, Terry. Thank you so much. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I will plug for you if you want, like litify.com. I've looked at it. It's a platform we've considered, you know, looking at too. And it's, it's a huge lift to implement and shift, obviously. So it's more a, a huge commitment anytime. And you have to upsell into that. I get how tough that is. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will put a link to the Litify website and to you, Terry, on mm -hmm. our blackletterstudio.com. If you have questions about the show or uh, input or advice or comments, email us at tdunlap at dbllawyers.com and we'll share that with the team. And download us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Android Play Store, all that happy stuff. Thank you, Terry, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Black Letter Podcast. And this concludes our three-part series with Terry from Litify. And we'll see you next time on the Black Letter Podcast. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.